Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio Nation. It is Sunday night, and you are tuned into another edition of Upon Further Review. LeVar flying solo with you on this Sunday night. Katie is actually off as we bring you an abbreviated edition of Upon Further Review. Uh, not too much going on in the world of sports. Of course, we've got the free agency that is going on with baseball, and that deadline for that is coming up. A lot of teams trying to make some moves. Some teams can't make moves. We, of course, will cover that throughout the week on our Twitter page at NewsCometBTR. And, of course, you can always find links to all of our latest shows on our official website at NewsCometBTR.Wix.com forward slash fan page. And there you will also find host bios, show schedules, links, and more, among with the links to our shows over on iTunes. So definitely go on over there. And, of course, you did not, you know, if we were on iTunes, go over and subscribe. Uh, all shows, of course, are free. But I want to get through the uh, schedule real quick. And also, if you are listening tonight and you want to chime in on something that's going on in the world of sports, something that you want to talk about, you can reach me here, 323-580-5600. That's 323-580-5600. Uh, we'll leave the lines open throughout the show. I'll even stop and uh bring you on if you want to chat, but uh, let's kind of start off really quick with Major League Baseball, shall we? It was Miami beating San Diego 5-4 to four in 10 innings today, uh, and also Detroit beat Toronto 4-1, to one. great game there, Fister picking up the win, Johnny Peralta, two home runs in that game, Atlanta beat Philadelphia by a score of 6-2, to two. Uh, Hudson winning up number 10. Jason Hayward also hitting his 16th home run. Chipper Jones, I know Katie will be happy uh, getting a home run in that game, number 10 for him on the year. Baltimore beat Oakland today 6-1 to as uh, Matt Wieters hit a winning effort for Baltimore, hit his 13th home run of the year. Houston beat Pittsburgh today by a score of 9-5. to uh, Great game there, kind of back and forth for a little bit until uh, Houston kind of opened it up there in the seventh inning. Minnesota beat Cleveland 5-1. to and uh, Justin Morneau hitting his 13th home run of the year for Minnesota. I always want to say Minneapolis, but that's Minnesota. Washington over Milwaukee today by a score 11-10. A weird, strange game that was. A lot of home runs flying out there, among which uh, Ricky Weeks had his 11th, Corey Hart with his 19th. And uh, there was a strange instance there where at least at one point there was a close call and we saw three of the four umpires engrossed in arguments. Very, very weird. Uh, Tampa Bay blanked the Angels 2 to nothing. Uh, it was Zach Greinke's debut after being traded from Milwaukee the other day, and uh, he had a strong performance for the Angels, and I now have to say that the Angels probably have uh, not 
withstanding for that uh, outing today, but the Angels probably have one of the best uh, starting fives of the majors now. The Cubs over St. Louis 4-2. to two. Uh, it was Anthony Rizzo, the rookie phenom for the Cubs, coming to their rescue with a uh, two-run home run there in the bottom of the tenth. Seattle beat Kansas City, a score of seven to six. Also on the uh, Major League beat Cincinnati beat Colorado seven-two. Uh, Jay Bruce with his twentieth of the year for Cincinnati. Texas shut out the Sox two-nothing. Uh, Gavin Floyd taking the loss there, and then it was the Dodgers over San Francisco. Uh, Clayton Kershaw picking up the win now eight and six on the year major win there for the Dodgers as they are battling San Francisco literally in a tie there atop the uh, in a West. It is the Mets beating Arizona five to one. R.A. Dickey continuing what a year for him. He's now fourteen and two on the year and the Sunday night game right now, which is uh, reading here top of the tenth. Boston has just taken the lead on the Yankees three to two. Uh, pitching in that game, Robertson, uh, Jacoby Elbisberry, uh up to bat, but now they have taken that lead 3-2, to two, and if that holds on, uh, Boston will win the rubber match of that series with the Yankees. So that takes care of Major League Baseball. NASCAR, if you did not watch it, it was Jimmy Johnson winning the Brickyard 400, Cal Bush finishing second, Frank Biffle right along in third, uh, Doran Hart Jr. Uh, in fourth, and then in Olympic basketball today, which we are following, and it's pretty much all Olympics besides Major League Baseball, uh, Niger beat uh, Tunisia 60-56, Brazil also winning over Australia. It was uh, Spain uh, beating China 97-81, Russia winning their game 95-75 over Great Britain, Argentina uh, winning theirs, and of course Team USA behind Kevin Durant's 22 points beat France 98-71. And then in Olympic soccer for the women, it was Egypt and New Zealand tying, Mexico, Brazil, Senegal, Japan, South Korea, uh, Great Britain, and Honduras all winning their matches today. And then in tennis, following that one, Jokovic, Murray, Ferrer, Nishikori, and Nimitin all winning on the men's side. And over on the women's side, winners are uh, Georgia's Sharapova, Tatishvili, Babos, and Shvedova. So all of them winning in their Olympic matchups. If you want to follow the latest in what's going on in Olympics, uh, actually one of the best sites besides uh, the major ones, ESPN, CBS Sports, and whatnot, has been Yahoo's site. Uh, at this hour, taking a look at uh, the meddling there for the United States, it uh, they are behind China uh, right at this moment. It is... Uh, uh, China with 12 medals so far, six gold, four silver, two bronze. The United States with 11, along that count, three gold, five silver, three bronze. And then Italy uh, with seven. Uh, they have two gold, three silver, two bronze. And rounding out the uh, rest of that uh, major count, South Korea has got five, Japan has five. And uh, kind of going to the host station so far, they've got two, one silver, one bronze. So, uh, the United States definitely uh, starting off there, but has been kind of starting off a little bit uh, sluggish. I don't know why, especially when it's come to men's swimming. Uh, kind of a risky uh, move in a freestyle relay plan backfired, but Michael Phelps did redeem himself. Ryan Lochte lost his luster, and the USA walked away with silver as France wins the gold medal in that 4 by 100 freestyle uh, and also, as we uh, kind of said, some redemption for the women on their side. But um, a lot of things kind of going on so far, which uh, I watched the other night with 
the women's volleyball team, number one in the world, and they uh, played a great uh, South Korean team, which U.S. broke open 2 nothing early. And then the third set, things kind of went south, and they wound up coming back to actually win that with three sets to one. So uh, Team USA uh, continuing on. It's too early to tell here, being as everything just started on Saturday. Well, technically a few days before that. But uh, by next Sunday, we'll have a lot more news in terms of medal winners and what's been going on. Of course, we're always keeping an eye on the swimming portion, which seems to be the go-away story here so far uh, with swimming. It's very much uh, drama uh, because Ryan Lockheed, you know, for better or for worse, and if you are Michael Phelps fans out there, Phelps started off pretty bad, barely made it uh, Saturday into uh, the finals there, and then he finished fourth, did not medal, but um, he is looking to make history of his own uh, by becoming the most uh, decorated uh, winner in Olympics history. I think he's sitting at like 16 medals, two more, one more he ties, I think, and one more he, uh, uh, two more he uh, actually goes past. So uh, a lot of uh, high drama set up there. And then also on that one, Kimberly Root uh, becoming the first American to medal in five straight Olympics as so she picks up a medal today during the speed shooting final. Uh, starting back five Olympics, but I guess that does not count for something that I'll talk about here in a little bit, uh, of a 71-year-old Olympian who is actually, uh, I think was around when the last time, uh, I think he was in 64, uh, was his first Olympics, and now he is back again in 2012, which is amazing. But um, that will pretty much cover it in terms of Olympics coverage. Uh, like I said, we'll keep an eye on everything else that's going on on our website uh wanted to talk about real quick before we go into anything else, uh, coming up September 3rd will be uh, pretty much an exciting time for us here. Of course, you know, the season brings about new things. And, of course, beyond Sunday nights, which we have upon further review and on Fridays with the cutting room floor, which I co-host with Mary, uh, occasionally we will have four one lounges. And then coming soon, something special coming up on September 3rd. Mondays will not be the same. So definitely... Stay tuned to our website for more details. You will have the best of both worlds on Monday starting September 3rd. wanted to uh, talk about a couple of uh, things tonight. And actually, uh, uh, with my co-host not being here, this kind of feels awkward doing this by myself. But <laughs> I wanted to start a new segment on our show, which was or is going to be called This or That. So I'm going to be playing against myself here, and I'm going to be uh, pretty much bringing it up. So uh, to kind of give you an example, uh, we'll talk about some of the things during the week in sports and compare it against something that probably has also happened during that week in sports. So, for example, one of the things is that I would say worst thing in the week, Redskins uh, defensive back D'Angelo Hall, who said that quarterback Robert Griffin III is, quote, the worst quarterback in our division, he has that title until he takes a snap and goes out and proves he's something. Or was it former Bull and now Brooklyn that C.J. Watson who said, I always thought Deron Williams was the best point guard in the league. Mind you, he played with an MVP in Derrick Rose. And pretty much I would have to say the stake of the week. Now, you know, I hope D'Angelo kind of keeps his mouth shut there in Washington. That's the only thing he has to say about his quarterback this year. But i got to think that the worst thing of the week has got to be C.J. Watson. But in a small way, though, it's more like sour grapes because the Bulls pretty much kind of let him go. I mean, he, the Nets came along, 
they expressed a lot of interest in him, and Bulls really did not. CJ wound up signing with the Nets. And I know he wants to impress his brand new teammates, and of course, you know uh, the main guy on that squad, not Joe Dunson, but it is definitely going to be Deron Williams because that's who they went after first. I know he wants to uh, impress it, but I'm not sure I'm buying what CJ selling. I don't think Deron has even won, and, I, and he's from here. I mean, what school, Illinois, great kid, but he has not won a playoff series, I don't think. So I don't think you really uh, uh, could be the best point guard in the league if you're not producing on that end. At least Derrick Rose has won some playoff series, has made it to an Eastern Conference Finals. Now, with the injury, I don't know how he will be again. Let's hope he is the same. But I don't think, and I'm tending to uh, disagree with CJ on that being that uh, Deron Williams is the best point guard in the league. Maybe right now, because Derrick Rose isn't there. But I believe that Derrick, once he comes back, will take his right mantle. It'll take about a year or so, but I think he'll be all right. Our next question on the this or that. What could turn out to be uglier down the line? The Brown donor, Landy Lerner, considering giving control of the franchise to Jimmy Halsam, a person who's a, quote, a thousand percent Steelers fan, or the relationship between U.S. soccer player Hope Solo and former USA soccer hero Brandy Chastain. Hope went off on Chastain for comments she made on TV. I would have to say that the thing that could be turning out to be uglier down the line, I don't think I'm worried about the Cleveland Browns leaving town again. So don't uh, fret on that. Browns fans. I don't think they're going to Pennsylvania. But I do think what could get uglier and what has developed more today, and I know some people have kind of spoke on it, was Hope Solo going off on Twitter. And yesterday I do follow Hope and saw that she was pretty miffed at some comments that Brandy Chastain made about the Team USA and some of their defense and how it was played. And Hope kind of just went off really on Twitter saying that, uh, that Brandy was pretty much uh, trapped and didn't know what she was talking about. And you'll have to pretty much read the story for yourself. I'm not going to quote it word for word there, but pretty much it is now developing to a war. Now, Brandy is not going to, you know, I'm sorry, Hope is not going to be penalized for what she said. But I'm pretty sure Team USA is saying, hey, the last thing we need, Hope, is any controversy right now to take away from what we're doing. And for what it's worth, I know that sometimes there are things that will be said. I mean, heck, I'm pretty sure people have said that, you know, I stuck on this program. Okay, I'll take it for what it is, but you know at the end of the day that if you go out there and do what you have to do, that things will be fine. And I think that Hope probably was a little too, even after the win, Hope a little too sensitive about some remarks made by Brandy Chastain. People in TV are going to go out and say what they want to say. And I, and I think for Brandy, she's kind of at a point, too, where she can't be easy on you guys. And she has a lot of high expectations for you. I think the fact that Hope went off, probably a little bit much. I know it's more emotional than anything else, but I can understand it coming after a loss, perhaps. But after a win, I don't think you'd have much to prove or talk about or say because you've pretty much won the game. So whatever Brandy Chastain had to say, pretty much was just constructive criticism at that point. Speaking of Team USA, what was the best revenge in the last few days? 
was it USA soccer player Abby Wambach scoring a goal on Columbia after getting clocked by Colombian player Lady Andrade? Or was it Deron Williams getting back at a sleeping Kevin Love? And I have to say that uh, probably the best revenge, even though I love the story about Deron Williams, and we'll talk about it in a second. But I think I'm going with Abby Wambach here because she got leveled, leveled by Lady Andrade from Columbia. She said it was an error. It was a big mistake that she hit her. She's sporting a huge black eye. And I guess the best revenge any athlete can make is once you get knocked down, is to come back and make a shot that pretty much is a game changer. And that's exactly what Abby Wambach did yesterday for Team USA. So I think I'm going with the best revenge here is her because hers made more of an impact. Now, Deron Williams getting back in a sleeping Kevin Love, I want to explain the story to you. Kevin Love last week, uh, took a picture of his Team USA teammates, and they were all sleeping. And uh, you know, it kind of goes back. You know, players will take pictures of uh, their teammates sleeping. And Kevin Love uh, took the picture, put it on Twitter, put it worldwide. And of course, the NBA players, you know, they're clutching to their pillows and they have their sleep mask, and pretty much in a state of where we don't really get to see them that much. And then, what does Kevin Love do? And I knew it wouldn't take that long. Poor Kevin Love, he goes to sleep. And who gets it? Ron Williams. Took a picture of a napping Kevin Love. Wasn't that bad? Kevin actually had his sunglasses and his hat on, but uh, Kevin did it with defeat. He did say that he he got gat, as the kids would say. So I think uh, I'm going with the edge here at Abby Wambach scoring that goal. But also, on the this or that list, more impressive. Alabama lineman Jesse Williams, who can bench press 600 pounds, or Japanese equestrian Hiroshi Hokusuni, who at 71 is the oldest Olympian, oldest Olympian, I'm going to get that out right, competing at this year's games. And this was a tough one. And although at 71, Hiroshi Hokusuni is the oldest Olympian, and he is taking part in... uh, Polo, or equestrian, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know, he's the oldest one. He gets edged here because he's doing a sport in which pretty much anybody who steal a U4 or anything else can, or has the youth or vigor or whatever can probably much still do. I mean, heck, you've got 75, 80 year olds that can still ride a horse. I'm going with the lineman here who can bench press 600 pounds. Six. Hundred pounds. There's a picture of him online doing it and lifting it. And they said that thing pretty much just wobbled. And he picked it up with the greatest of ease. He's a big boy. And I'm not sure if you've seen the picture. This guy is huge. And as a lineman, bench pressing 600 pounds, I am pretty sure you will hear of his name. If he comes out for the draft in the next year or two, I'm almost pretty certain you will hear of his name. It is ridiculous. I think the record stood uh, at 500 during the NFL Combine this year. But this kid lifting 600 pounds, I can't lift 600 if you ask me to lift the six 100-pound people. Think about that. You probably lift about four or five supermodels, probably five or six, all at once, and not 
and probably not even get a sweat. 600 pounds. But then again, with his weight, it's not too shocking. We'll post the story to our webpage. Before I kind of go on, I want to talk to you about where you can find us. We are, of course, on Facebook, News and Comment Blog Talk Radio. We are on Twitter at News Comment BTR. And, of course, now at our webpage, our official webpage, which is at newscommentbtr.wix.com forward slash fan page. There you can find the latest in host bios, show schedules, and links. And also uh, this past week, uh, we have the latest 401 Lounge link, which I talked to Sarah J about a week and a half ago. Definitely check out that interview if you have not. And then, of course, each week we will put the previous week's shows on our special page, as well as the retro moment of the week. But before we go to Sunday night, and like I said, this is an abbreviated edition of the Cutting Room Floor, and I do thank you if you stayed up to stay with us. But um, we will definitely be keeping an eye on what is going on uh, in regards to uh, the Olympics. And I know I did not talk much about the uh, controlling interest of that, but coming up in a couple of weeks, too, we hope that we also have a preview show for the NFL. A lot of good questions going into the season coming up, especially with the New Orleans Saints. What will become of them now that the bounty um, gate is over? Can the New York Giants get back to the Super Bowl? Will New England Patriots recover from last year's Super Bowl loss? Can Green Bay even make it back to the promised land? And what will happen with the 49ers? They were one of the surprise teams last year. And a lot of people are going to be looking also at the rookies this year. And, of course, the main two rookies, Robert Griffin III of Washington and Andrew Luck of Indianapolis. Will they actually make impacts for their team this year? A lot of questions for NFL. I'm, I'm excited about getting back to that. And by the way, a breaking sports score here, Boston did beat the Yankees in 10-3-2. So the Boston Red Sox win the rubber match on that one. And then, of course, you have the New York Jets, who are always a story. <laughs> as long as I think as Rex Ryan is the coach, they will always uh, be out there. I think that's the greatest PR guy probably for his team is out there. And then I wanted to um, also say that uh, pretty much uh, as it goes, and this is just a special time this week, of course, we are normally here at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. We got a little bit delayed this week, so do apologize. If you normally listen 30 minutes earlier, we're just 30 minutes late, but we're here. <laughs> but uh, I do want to thank you, like I said once again, for tuning in. And uh final story this week was one of interesting note. You know, we always kind of look at athletes and we think of them even sometimes not just as athletes but as sex symbols. And a Paraguayan javelin thrower, her name is Lauren Franco, she's admitted that she has a far more chance of retaining her title as hottest female Olympian than she does of leaving London with a medal. She was Yahoo's second most searched Olympian, trailing only Michael Phelps at the 2008 Beijing Games, and was voted the most attractive competitor by several men's magazines. 
Now, she managed just a 51st place finish in Beijing, and despite improving her performances over the last four years, she's still not expected to finish in the top 20. She goes on to say that my situation is different from most of the other javelin throwers. I'm not just an athlete. I have to be honest, my career is really in the media. If people open a magazine, they can see me there. Modeling and fashion is my job, too. It takes up much of my time and enables me to make money. It's flattering to me that people find me good-looking and enjoy seeing me wearing good fashion items. Now, she participated in Friday's opening ceremony and will not complete until August 7th, so mark your calendars. It's the fifth day of the track and field events. And she threw a personal best of 55.65 meters at an event in Buenos Aires last year, but that marked nearly 17 meters shy of the world record. And she gained some extra attention in the U.S. here when she was featured in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, and she has a lucrative endorsement contract with Nike. And in 2006, she finished second in a national beauty contest. Uh, she briefly dated uh, Novak Djokovic, but the player spit, and their respective work and travel schedules made a relationship impossible. I don't know if I'm Novak. I think I would have made that work, because obviously you have not seen her picture. <laughs> but um, always an interesting note. She's honest. It's kind of like the Maria Sharapova effect. Good looking, but just can't quite win it all. Well, that would do it for this Sunday night uh, brief edition of the Cutting Room Floor. Or, I'm sorry, it's not Cutting Room Floor, but upon further review, I think my show's confused now. So when you go on on Friday and then you come back on Sunday and turn it around, this is what happens. But anyway, <laughs> thanks so much for listening. So a shout-out to all of you who have actually stayed up to listen with us late. Hope that you enjoy your week, and we will see you on Friday with the Cutting Room Floor. And, of course, with any special programming that happens to break before then. And until then, you can catch me on Twitter at NewsCometBTR. So have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.